All right, welcome to Lightning Rounds, the podcast from Refuge Young Adults. We talk about Bible, we talk about life, talk about things going on in culture, happening around us, asking honest questions, getting honest answers. (laughs) (laughs) No, we try to give the best honest biblical answer. Here. My name is Zach, and I'm here with Pastor Andrew. Hello. And also, our guest, Chris Wimberly. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Good to see you virtually, digitally, through the sound waves, airwaves, technology stuff <laughs> coming into your ear, ear balls, your eyeballs, your, ear, your earbuds right now. <laughs> hey, you know. Just this to- is, uh, if you heard our first podcast, this is part two. Of um, the wonderful <laughs> part one. <laughs> if you didn't hear part one, you need to stop right now and listen to part one before yes. we get to this. It's important. There's some very important stuff um, that we talked about in that previous one. But um, if, as you know, Chris, he's the pastor over the junior high ministry here at Calvary San Juan. And um, we had some questions we wanted to ask him. But we've kind of been uh, doing a uh, segment that we... <laughs> Really like <laughs> it brings us joy, and it's called Chuck Norris facts because why not? <laughs> and we're just gonna read some Chuck Norris facts mm-hmm. to each other and just to kind of kick it off. So we'll start. Why don't you start? Well, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but I heard that the dinosaurs aren't extinct; they're just running from Chuck Norris. So <laughs> <laughs> not sure if you knew about that. Um, also, uh, you know, it's good to bring up too that. It's actually truthful that Chuck Norris wasn't born. He drop-kicked his way out. <laughs> so, you know, Beach Baby's different, but it's Chuck Norris. That's how he does it. What about this one? We, uh, Chuck Norris built the hospital that he was born in. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Do you know that when uh, Chuck Norris uppercutted a horse, that's when the giraffe was invented? <laughs> Did you know that, you know, we're going through the, the, this COVID season, you know, and everything. And, um, well, the flu has to get Chuck Norris shots once a year. <laughs> I like that. I want a Chuck Norris shot. That's one shot I'd be willing to take. I think. Uh, you know, the dark is afraid of Chuck Norris. <laughs> Death once had a near Chuck experience. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He simply waits. <laughs> yes. So it's so good. You can do these all day long. You know? <laughs> I got nothing over here. <laughs> this one's terrible. I don't know if this one's... Chuck Norris's tears cure coronavirus. It's too bad he never cries. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. Dude, this one's hardcore. Chuck Norris has a mug of nails instead of coffee in the morning. <laughs> That's a serious way to wake up right there. He's a sharp dude. Oh, no. Listen to this one. Chuck Norris has a grizzly bear carpet in his room. The bear isn't dead. It's just afraid to move. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Chuck Norris once dug a hole with a spoon, also known as the Grand Canyon. Nice. <laughs> you got to read this one. This okay. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even read it. I was like, <laughs> Chuck Norris's Gmail account is gmail at chucknorris.com. 
that's that's great. That's a good one. Oh, right there, there, there we go. Chuck Norris facts, because why not? I feel like we need a sound bite of just like a roundhouse kick. <laughs> <laughs> this one says this is a, Chuck Norris. Google won't even search for him. <laughs> that was good. All right. Well, the reason why we uh, split this conversation into two is because we spent so much time talking last time about what we didn't even plan on talking about. <laughs> but it was good. But it was good. It was good. It was healthy. It was so good. Um, but these are some of the questions, actually, that we wanted to get to today are questions that you sent in um, through our Instagram, uh, questions that you asked. And um, we're really stoked. The reason why we made part two is because we really wanted uh, to hear Chris Wimberly's take on these. Um, and so to start it off, this question that's right here is a question about hearing from the Lord. And, and um, the person asks, how do you know... If you're hearing from the Lord, how do you know if you're hearing from the Lord? Is it an audible voice? Do you guys hear an audible voice whenever you do your devos? I was going to answer you don't. You <laughs> don't know. If you're... <laughs> you don't. No, of course, I'm kidding. It, you know, that is such a good question, and it's such a hard question to answer. And I'm glad that we're going to dig into that today because uh, it's necessary. You know, when we're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord or, or hearing the Lord, or knowing the will of God for our lives, everyone wants to know that, right? Everyone wants to be able to discern, are those my thoughts? Is that the Lord speaking to me? Are those the lies of Satan? Is that the world's influence? You know, are those just my own desires? Is the Lord giving me those desires? I mean, everyone wants to know that. Everyone wants clarity in this area of our, of our lives. In the Christian walk, we all want to know what's the Lord saying versus what am I just saying versus what's you know the world or the enemy saying. And so it's vitally important to discuss these things and, and get at the heart of it. And, uh, and it is difficult to know at times. You know, the Bible says that when we, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. But the Bible also says that our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, our hearts can deceive us. But at the same time, sometimes the desires in our hearts are from the Lord. And so it takes discernment, it takes wisdom, it takes soul searching, it takes time spent with the Lord. And I'm just prefacing a lot right now because I think it's important to preface this conversation uh, because every Christian believer wants to know when it's God speaking. And it's important to know the voice of God to be able to discern what's his leading in our lives because he is the good shepherd and, and, and we want to follow faithfully and well. And so I, I think this is a really epic conversation we're going to try to breach into today. We're going to breach yeah, into breach. the vault yeah. of breach. this difficult conversation. <laughs> I think every Christian, their, their desire, right, is like, I want to, I want to obey the Lord. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that you're obeying the Lord? Like, you know, his, we have his written will, we have his written word, mm -hmm. which we can read and be like, okay, I'm going to obey these things. Obviously not perfectly, but it's always something we want to be obedient to the Lord's leading. Then the fear I think that comes is like, am I obeying? Like, mm -hmm. am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Because what if I'm not listening to, or I'm not clearly identifying the voice and hearing God's direction and God's leading, like, then I'm, am I in disobedience then? Right. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, you almost wonder if the person who's asking this question is, you know, because I've, I've thought of it this way, you know, how do you know if you're hearing God's voice or your own voice mm -hmm. in your own head? Mm -hmm. You know, um, is this God's desire? Is this my desire? You know, and, and I think it is something 
that every Christian wants to know. Yeah. Every Christian desires to know. Well, let me, I think a good way to kick this off would be, let me tell you ways I haven't heard from the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I have never had a talking donkey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've, I've never had a donkey show up and just start speaking English, my same language, and be like, hey, what's up, bro? And just like start like conversating with me. That's never happened. You know, you can read the Bible. There's a story of a talking donkey. Yeah. I've never experienced that. I have never had an angel fetch me out of jail um, by punching me in the side. By the way, I'm going to start a band called Angel Punch after that. <laughs> after that verse in Acts where the angel fetches Peter out of jail by punching him in the ribs. And so, um, anyway, separate conversation. But I've never had an angel show up and like break me out of somewhere that I'm aware of. Of, at least um i have never experienced like a lightning bolt situation where it was like oh and there's this like bright shining light and like no. just you just know it's god uh, i've never heard personally the audible voice of god although i thought i did the other day i was surfing i was surfing with a couple <laughs> guys here from the church and uh, you know when you're surfing like you know you might hang out in the water close to each other and uh but then when you catch a wave someone might be in a different area or whatever and i'm sitting there in the water and i thought i was by myself there wasn't anyone right next to me and all i heard was chris and like for a second there i thought no joke this this thought went through my mind i just heard the voice of god because there was no one around me and i thought whoa and like the tone was kind of deep <laughs> as yeah. i pictured god's voice would be or something and was um, it liam neeson and a liam neeson accent yeah liam neeson accent <laughs> chris. Chris. Good luck, chris. chris and so anyways i you oh, know i heard this deep chris and i was I like for a second a millisecond i was like that's god but then I looked over and one of my buddies from church was like, he was probably like 30 yards away and he had his hands cupped around his mouth and he was looking directly at me and he went, Chris. <laughs> he was totally messing with me. So I was like, oh Lord, I thought I heard you, but it was just, uh, just, my, just my buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think you bring up a, uh, a good perspective into it is it's um, one thing that, you know, I've noticed is in reading. I mean, when you look, everything's got to go with scripture. Yeah. You've got to base your knowledge of what it is to hear God off of Scripture, off of the Word. God will never contradict His written Word. and um, and But when you look at the stories in the Bible, you look at every person who's been met by God, and God has met them in such a unique and personal way that I almost want to say that this answer is so multifaceted that Mm -hmm. there's not one direct formula to um in the sense of like this is how you know and it's only this way Mm -hmm. obviously it doesn't contradict god will never contradict his word right but um you know maybe to make it a little bit more personal to you guys what are ways that god has spoken to you and you can attest to say this is how i know god spoke to me how i've been hearing him personally in your own life like what are maybe some examples stories I think from for me, it's coming from like a teaching standpoint. When I'm teaching the word, um, a lot of times, and you, you've seen like my notes don't match what was said from the pulpit, and a lot of times it's because the Lord is speaking to me mm-hmm. as I'm reading it, as I'm going through. The Lord is bringing to light, and it's not because like I'm enlightened or like I've ascended to some place of understanding. It's because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and suddenly you're seeing something in the moment that's happening and you're like, Oh my goodness, like that's the Lord because you stop at the end and 45 minutes has gone by and you're not sure what you said, but it was, but but you know, like that was powerful. Like something, Mm -hmm. something came from that and you're like, wow, that was, that was the Lord. I know God was speaking through me and to me in that moment. I would say that would be the most regular of, of, 
times. But. For sure. So if you want to hear God speak, come listen to one of your sermons. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. I'm just joking. That's I'm Andrew Newman. <laughs> no, like, I, trust me, I am unlearned. So, <laughs> no, but very bold. I think you bring up. A, I think you, I think you bring up a good point that. Um, you know, one of the ways that God speaks to his people is through his church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is through pastors, is through other believers, through yeah. um, Bible studies, through th- whatever pastor you're, in a sense, submitted to and mm-hmm. you have over you as your head and you trust to spiritually guide you. You can trust that that man of God is seeking God, praying, mm-hmm. and the weekly or you know, whatever it be, Bible studies that are being given out those Bible studies are from God yeah. to you as a congregation, mm-hmm. as a person personally and, mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. I, I think too, there's like there's sense of, um, it, I, I think there's clear moral things within scripture, right? So right. like when you, <laughs> if someone comes up for prayer and they're like, man, I'm just dealing with this like difficult boss and he's like such a jerk to me. I'm wondering like, you know, should I kill him? <laughs> the clear answer from scripture is no, thou shalt not murder. Right. That's, I mean, yeah, that, that's not God speaking. To that's you. not, you know, that's not like, but there's wisdom literature mm-hmm. and the Bible is meditation literature. It's to be read slowly and over and over. It's there's wisdom that's found in it for, it's not less than the law, but it's more. So it's not just like, I think that like the person who's answering this is like, what, what are you looking what are you looking for God's voice for? Are you looking for direction? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for this? So what, what is the context of the question, I guess? Because there are things written down specifically, do not do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And we can go to those things. Right. right. And it's clear morally. Yes. There's some things that's like, should I go to this college or should I go to this college? Mm. Well, how do I know God's speaking to me to which school I go to? Well, it's like, this is where God gives us wisdom. Mm-hmm. And this is where we need wisdom and we mm-hmm. need to like ask the Lord, God, what is wisely, how do I make this decision? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I need to hear your voice. So I think mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not necessarily like always a more, it's not a moral question. There's moral things that are written down. It's like, yeah, don't do that. Don't mm-hmm. kill your boss. Mm-hmm. But how do we mend a relationship or how do we do that? It's like yeah. that need that's come by the wisdom that's found in his word. I think it, I think what you're saying is is vitally important because it, it it brings up something we need to talk about as we're dealing with this subject and you know the question is how do you know if you're hearing from the Lord and, and I think another way of asking it which would be the same is how do I know if I'm in the will of God in, mm, in this situation yeah. and, and Andrew what you bring up is so important like you know there's two ways of that I've uh, seen in the past of looking at the will of God or hearing from God there's his permissible will but then there's like his perfect or revelatory will and like permissibly God just wants us to be faithful Christians and not sin, right? Yeah. And so you could argue that you're in the will of God if you're just simply not sinning and you're the salt and the light and you're, you're ministering to people and you're just living as he would desire that a faithful Christian lives. But then there's the more specific or perfect will of God where he speaks individually to believers into specific situations and, and then it's up to us to discern and, or hear the voice of God and, and how he would speak to us in those specific moments. Because sometimes I believe it's God's permissible will. He doesn't really care which vehicle we buy. He just wants <laughs> us to buy a vehicle and move on and start driving, yeah. right? <laughs> but I think there are other times where God absolutely has specific plans for individual Christians and and he is the good shepherd and it is our job as sheep to know his voice. And, and this can be very hard. You know, I think of Samuel 
when he was first hearing the voice of the Lord, he didn't even know it. Right. You know, he kept going to Eli. Eli, here I am. And Eli's like, dude, what are you doing? Stop coming to me. Like, this is this is weird. And then eventually Eli caught on to it. He was faithful. And he's like, hey, you're hearing from God, Samuel. And Samuel's like, oh, that's the voice of the Lord. Yeah. I mean, uh, you bring up a really good point. If I can just kind of dig more into that and kind of prime the pump of what's happening, you're saying. So are you, you're saying that other people can notice what God is speaking in your life and kind of can kind of help direct in that area of let's say you're desiring you're desiring to hear from God's will and sometimes you can be so blinded by the pursuit that you miss mm. the forest for the trees you know mm-hmm. you're so head in the clouds in the sense of well, God where, where is it and you're missing and, and sometimes it takes a good godly friend godly yeah. Christian to come into your life and to say hey let me you know, these are some things that have stood out in your life that you know, maybe you feel the Lord is leading you or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if there's anything maybe on, along those lines that you, Chris, you can. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, to get more specific and more personal, uh, Zach, that's right on. You know, one of the ways that we can hear from God, you know, God is God. He can speak to us in any way he wants. He's the Lord, right? Uh, but in my experience, one of the ways I have heard from the Lord is through other brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know, <clears throat> sometimes like I'll have a desire on my heart or, or, you know what, I could bring it to this area of a calling into ministry. And, you know, I have a desire. I feel like the Lord might be calling me into something. And anyone listening today, maybe you have a desire. Maybe you have an area you want to serve the Lord or, or a decision in your life that you feel like the Lord is giving you that desire, whatever it may be. Uh, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel and seeking other brothers and sisters in these matters and being prayerful in these matters. And in my own life, you know, even the calling to be a pastor, you know, uh, it it didn't come just from God to me alone. It it came from the laying on of hands of other individuals who recognized it, who um, saw it as well. And, And even not just the calling of being a pastor, just simply different things along the way in my life where other brothers and sisters will speak into my life. And I'll recognize, I'll feel it in my spirit. I'll say, whether it's a rebuke or an exhortation or a word of encouragement, I'll say, that's the Lord. The Lord is speaking through you to me into that situation that that I desperately needed. You know, it was actually even recently, just this last week, I was struggling with a particular matter and I was frustrated. And Fabian, one of the pastors here, the Spanish pastor, uh, he happened to be in the same area of the church in that moment. And I was expressing my frustration to him about something. And he just started sharing with me uh, his own heart. And he started sharing something about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and how he had to drink the cup and go through suffering and different things. And it ministered to me. And it actually ministered to me to the point where I knew it was the Lord directing me and how I should respond to that situation I was frustrated with. And it took another brother in Christ being there at the right moment, sharing things of the Lord, and it really ministered to me. And it and because I was so frustrated, I might have gone a different way mm. with this situation. But because of, of that brother in that moment, the Lord spoke through him. And I knew that that was the voice of the Lord even through my brother Fabian and um, and so you know and I was able to discern it in my spirit and you know here's what it comes down to as well as faith we walk by faith and not by sight you can't know these things for sure but when when you're a Christian you know it comes down to uh, faith sometimes you hear these things and you just believe it's the Lord and, and you take those steps of faith and you yeah. go with it and um, 
you know, and that's the whole faith journey. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's why you have to test everything by the word of God as well. That's the primary way he will speak to us. And that's how we test the things that we believe might be of the Lord is, you know, does it go against scripture? Is it encouraged in scripture? And and then that's how we test those things yeah. to know if it's the voice of God or not speaking to us. And I've never personally heard the audible voice of God, but I've heard him through his word. And I've heard him through brothers and sisters in Christ. And mm. I've heard him uh, putting nudges by the Holy Spirit on my heart. And um, even though it was an audible voice, you just sense those things. And and this brings up an important thing too: is is how close do you walk to God? Because there is a direct relationship, I believe, in hearing the voice of the Lord in in, in how you're abiding in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the closer you walk with the Lord, I mean, the Bible says you draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. And so the more time you spend with your Savior, the more time you spend in the Word, the more time you spend in prayer. Not in a legalistic, burdensome sense. But yep. because you want to hear from the Lord, the, the more I believe you will hear from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's a still small voice, mm-hmm. but it's a persistent, still small voice. That's so right. I think it's, I think a lot of times that's how you know it's the Lord. It's this small kind of like, um, I don't want to say push, but it's like this small light that's just keep it keeps going off, mm-hmm. but it's on, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and it keeps coming up. It's like, man, that's not going away. Right. And I, as much as I try and like push it away or whatever, it just keeps on coming up and mm-hmm. I keep hearing it or I keep sensing it. It's like, that's probably the Lord. Yeah. Or why would I think that? I think that's mm-hmm. always like running through that grid. Like, why would I think that? Mm-hmm. That's not like me, you know, then it's gotta be something else. Right. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. I wouldn't be that selfless. <laughs> so that's probably the Lord. You know? Yeah. You know, you guys remind me of that passage in John chapter 10 where Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. Mm. And one of the things that he says there in um, that chapter is he says, um, the sh- my sheep hear my voice and I call them by name and I lead them out. And I, I think it, 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 in order to hear the shepherd's voice, you need to be near the shepherd. You need to be acquainted with the shepherd. And so um, to the person asking this question, I would, I would even add, you know, just along with you, what you guys are saying is, um, how well do you know hmm. God's voice? Yeah. You know, yeah. how, in, in the sense of, are you reading your Bible? Are right. you praying? Are you staying near to Him? Are you abiding in Him? Because I think the more that you create a, a devotion to Him, uh, a longing for Him, the more you're going to be familiar with His nudges, yeah. Yeah. His leading, mm-hmm. His... Um, um, the way that he's speaking in your life. That's right. Yeah. I would even say like, we're encouraged to fast. Yes. Like I, I had a friend of mine, I was trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do in this situation? And I'm like, I'm not hearing anything. He's like, what are you hearing from the Lord? I'm like, I don't, nothing like heaven is silent. And he's like, well, have you fasted and prayed? And I was like, well, yeah, I fast every day between, <laughs> you know, dinner and breakfast. <laughs> 11 I, you know, PM and 3 yeah, I, I, you know, fast every day. But he's like, no, why don't you, set aside time to fast Mm -hmm. and like deaden the things of the flesh so that the spirit and those things that are heighten those senses and in in listening to the lord and kind of like putting to death the flesh for a moment so that Mm -hmm. you can hear from the lord Mm. and i guess the question like you know that's one of the steps that the bible does give us to draw near to the lord is to fast that's right hear from the lord and like um, so many people that have like desperately needed to hear from God, what they've decided to do is like, okay, I'm going to fast and pray mm-hmm. and I'm going to mm-hmm. seek the Lord. And yeah. so, um, 
Yeah, and that's that's one thing that will keep you from hearing God's voice. I believe is sin, mm-hmm. yeah. sin in your life. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's a lot of people that you know. We, me and Andrew, we I mean, well, we get to do these things with uh, with young adults, and um, in our um, counseling with young adults, you know, some of the people that I get to meet with and get coffee with, and just even just see on Thursdays, you know, when we meet. Um, you know, most of most of them, you know, and I had these same desires when I was, you know, I'm 29 now, I'm coming out of the 20s. Woo! You know, it's a, it's a sad venture for me personally. But I remember when I was 20 something, early 20s, and the biggest things that I wanted to know was, what's my calling in the sense of like my occupation? What am I going to do for a living? Where am I going to live and stuff like that? Who am I going to marry? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and things along those lines. Where am I going to go to school? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to work? You know, and and um, with these questions that that come up constantly, I remember one of the things that our senior pastor here, Pastor John, always tells us as counselors, you know, as as those that are on staff, is when people ask those questions, one of the first things you always ask is, okay, what's your devotional life look like? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's what's your what's your devotional? You know, because I think a lot of people have a desire to know the future in a sense of like, mm. I want to. Who doesn't want to know what's ahead? Yeah, give me life. the PDF yeah, printout. Let, let me have life. the. Let me have the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me have like the cheat codes for life. Let me figure this out. Yeah. And, but they don't want to put in the dedication to know mm-hmm. who the Lord is, mm-hmm. and um, or they're living in sin. They're living contrary mm-hmm. to God. They, they, yeah, I want to know the end. But I want to do also what I want to do right now. And so um, when you, I think when you clear out sin in your life, personal, um, harbored sin maybe even, and you clear that out in your life, you repent of that, you give that over to Jesus, you create an, a clear flow of the Holy Spirit to be able to speak into you, to lead you, and to guide you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's, I think we got to understand is, our, you know, this is a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's not something like a vending machine mm-hmm. where like, God, I want to know your will. Let me clink, clink, clink. Let me go to church a couple of times. And then I get a product. I get the answer. Yeah. It's it's a relationship. And it's something of, you know, Andrew always says it. It's relationships take quantity of time mm-hmm. and quality of time. It's mm-hmm. going to take a length of time. And it's also going to take a depth of how richly you want to know God. Right. And um, I think all of those things come into play when you're desiring to hear from the Lord, hear him speak. It plays into the next question. How did you know what your calling was? Is yeah. that the next question that the that um, <laughs> the refuge young adults would ask? Well, the way I would answer this question is is tied into what we were just talking about, and and what we we're getting at right there is so good because I agree with everything that's being said, and what we're really talking about is spiritual disciplines. And those are vitally important, not in a legalistic sense, but if, you know, the Bible says he, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, you know, we pray for wisdom, we ask for wisdom, he gives it liberally and without reproach. And so the question is, are we diligently seeking him? Are we, you know, checking the sin in our life? What does our devotional life look like? Are we praying and asking for direction? Are we spending time alone with the Lord? Are you getting into your word? Even Jesus himself would go to the the hills, the mountaintop to pray, to, to break away and have a moment of silence. And so, you know, to answer this next question, those spiritual disciplines tied into it for me in my life. And you know, when I started to feel a, a desire for ministry, a calling for ministry, I, I really had to seek the Lord on that. Um, you know, and there were different fears that came along with that. And 
Uh, and then your flesh is in that too. Why am I feeling a, you know, a desire for ministry? Is it for my own gain or is it because I love the Lord and, and it's him and I want to serve him? And, um, and then, you know, uh, are there others that see it too? And, and so for me, the, the times when I've really needed direction on, uh, you know, hearing from the Lord, whether it's a calling or a specific decision, that's a big decision. For me, it has been those spiritual uh, disciplines, mm-hmm. fasting and praying, pulling aside, even from my family, friends, everything, taking a few moments or a few hours away with the Lord and getting into the word of God and, and being expectant, asking God to speak to you. And there's times I've done this and I haven't gotten anything, you know, uh, but there's other times where I have and I have. And there's been a verse that stood out in a way that it never has before. And sometimes it's a verse that you don't want to stand out. <laughs> maybe it's a decision I'm hoping the Lord will say something, but he, you know, maybe it's a decision I'm wanting to do something right now, and I'm just looking for a Bible verse to pop out and say, go, do it. <laughs> and a Bible verse stands out and it says, be patient or wait. And I'm like, oh, but you know, it's the <laughs> Lord because you're diligently seeking him. You're going through those spiritual disciplines and, and and he speaks to you and you have to trust and have faith that, okay, God, that is you. I am going to be patient and wait because I, I feel like that verse was for me. And again, the primary way he will speak to us is through his word. So for me in discerning the calling of my life, it was um, almost like Jeremiah when he says, there's a fire shut up in my bones. Like he's talking about the word of God inside of him and how he was challenged with the idea of not preaching. And he said he couldn't. The fire is just shut up in his bones. He couldn't help but preach. And for me, just the calling to teach the word of God is I feel that fire inside of me and there's nothing I'd rather do in life. And in, in, in my alone time with the Lord and talking with others, uh, I believe that is a calling that the Lord has given me, but it, I didn't know it right away. I knew I had a heart for ministry, but I didn't know that that's what it is. Is it to be a missionary? Is it to, uh, who knows, right? Is it to just go out into the streets and evangelize? Is it, you know, and, and to rewind, rewind real quick, you know, we're all called to ministry. Every single believer is called to be the salt and the light, to share the gospel, to live like Jesus would want us to live. We're all called to ministry, um, you know, but there are specific callings that the Lord gives people for his purposes and his sovereign will. And, um, and that takes, it takes discernment. It takes wisdom. It takes time spent with the Lord and it takes spiritual disciplines. And so for me, when I diligently seek him on big matters, I've found that most of the time he has revealed himself. And for me personally, it's been through his word that verses will stand out in a way that they never stood out before. And it will be so timely and so perfect and so fitting. Uh, and even oftentimes challenging uh, for the situation that I find myself in. And so that, that's how I would answer that question in my own life, how I've seen it. Uh, but also, again, through other brothers and sisters in Christ who have verified those same things that, you know, the Word is speaking to me. And, and so that's how, you know, I feel like I hear from the Lord at least, or how I've discerned the calling is the desires the Lord has given me and, and Him confirming that through others and His Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, th- I guess that the question... I would take it as like, how do you know God's calling you to ministry or not? Like, is it, or what your calling is in life? Um, I would take it as ministry, right? Yeah, or, I mean, I think it. Yeah, I mean, you could play both both ways. Yeah. I mean, like Chris said, we're all called the ministry. Yeah, you know, I. I um, because if you look at it, as, like, say yeah. say you work a you work a job that's you work you're a construction worker, but you're also a dad and a husband, so you're called to. Your calling, just very plainly through Scripture, is to be the the husband of one wife. Mm-hmm. You're called to love and and nourish your children, to lead them, and you're called to work hard. Uh, Paul says to um, let us work hard 
and his letter to the, the Thessalonians, mm-hmm. work hard with your own hands, like be a good employee. Like those are the God just straight up. If you're a dad, you have no other calling like other than you need to be a good father, like straight up. There's no other like, what is my calling? No, you need to be a good dad. That's your calling. Amen. Like I'm a husband. What is my calling? You need to be a good husband. Yep. And love your wife as Christ of the church. Like that's the call. And I would say like when it comes to ministry and stuff like that, the way that, that I got called into ministry is funny because I naturally, like you said, there's this fire in me. Like I, I, I hate being in front of people. I hate speaking in front of people. Like it makes me sick to my stomach. Like in high school, I wouldn't do oral book reports and stuff like that. Just, it really is not natural. But I remember feeling like maybe God is calling me to ministry. Like there's something, you know, maybe, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Calvary Costa Mesa had this room um, and it was called, uh, in that room there was um, the women's intercessory prayer group that would meet um, certain times during the day. And so I got out of class in high school and I went to this room. The women's intercessory prayer? Women's intercessory (laughs) prayer. And you could go into this room and the women would pray over you. And I would, they'd like put a chair in the middle and they say, what do you need prayer for? And so I would just, you know, I have, I, um, I feel, I told them like, I just don't know what to do with my life. Like, I feel like maybe there's a calling upon my life and, and to ministry. I'm like, but I can't speak in front of people. I have a really hard time and all this stuff. And these like seven or eight women just start praying. And one of them, she would sit there with her eyes closed and she would write on index cards verses that would come to her mind that the Lord would give her. And she would write these index cards. And so at the end, I like, they prayed for me and I was like, Oh man, that's great. Thank you so much. And she hands me this card in mm-hmm. Ephesians four is on that card. And it says, um, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And I was, and she gave, she gave me this card and she's like, I feel like the Lord put this verse on my heart for you. And the next day, a friend of mine at school gave me this verse at school. And I was like, oh, man. And then my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, had borrowed my Bible for Bible class because I went to a Christian high school. And she forgot her Bible. So being a good boyfriend, I let her borrow my Bible. And she highlighted um, Matthew 5, 14, like, you are a light on the hill. And she's like, this is a good one. And just wrote me a little note. And I was, it was like very natural, but it was supernatural. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, okay, I think I'm called to do this, even though I'm not equipped and nor is it like something that this is my life's desire is to like do this. It was a calling from God that I could not escape mm-hmm. like as much as I tried. And it really confirmed for me, like when I went to Bible college and things like that. And as I began to teach, um, I remember Pastor John, I asked him, you know, he's like, what are some of the you know, gifts or callings that you have in your life? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I, I believe that you have the gift of teaching. And I said, well, how do you know I have the gift of teaching? And he said this, he goes, well, do people learn when you teach? And it was so simple. <laughs> it sounds like the stupidest thing ever. I was like, I think so. And he's like, that's the gift of teaching. Hmm. People are learning. And he's like, and then you, you also have the gift of pastoring, which is shepherding, caring for people and things like that. So it was something that happened very 
naturally, but it was supernatural because it goes against what I naturally want to do, which is to run and hide and, you know, be as far away from people as I can. Just the introvert in me is like, my personality is so different. So it's really funny how like your calling may be, you may not be like totally searching and looking for it, but you find it as you're just like, this is something that, but I think a lot of times, like you're saying, it takes you taking a step into the Jordan and watching it part. Like, God, is this what you're calling me to? And you step in and boom. And you're like, yes, this is it. Like, like Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you. Hmm. And Jesus says, it's me. Come. Hmm. Peter still had to step on the water and be like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's the element of faith where you have to, like, there is a step of faith that goes into it. So I would say my story is like different than, and I'm sure your story is different. Your story is different than how we all found the call of God upon our life. But and I think what that just reveals to us is that you can't put God into formula. Right. Yeah. God will not be confined to a box. Right. To a formula where A plus B equals C. <laughs> like, there's no formula for it. There's, I think there's instances where God works and he's, you have necessarily like, you have an, a nudge towards something and maybe a, a little bit of a desire, but not really of a desire, but God calls you into it. Mm-hmm. But then there's instances where you have a desire for something. And you are, you know, you know, like I remember hearing a pastor saying, where do your, where do your giftings and your desires collide? Mm-hmm. What are your talents and your desires? That's, that might be a good um, way where, to find where God is calling you into something. And there's ways where it's like, yes, that, that, I do have a desire for this. I am gifted and, talent, and talented into this. Yes, I'm going to pursue that. You know, and it's just, it's like these, God is so beautiful in the way that he works that he uses it all. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, and so I think... I, I I like from hearing what you guys are saying and just to kind of kind of close it as we kind of come to a, a, a wrap in um, in today's talk. Um, you know, my youth pastor. Someone asked this question to my youth pastor when I was in high school, and my, my youth pastor's answer was, "You want to hear God's voice? Read the Bible out loud." <laughs> and it was like so, it was so plain and dry. That's and good. I was like, "I think he's right. I think he's right. You God's voice is found. We are blessed." The early church did not have the Bible like we have it today. Yeah. You know, there's so many Christians, even you look back in the Old Testament, so many people in, in God's story of history didn't have what we have today. We have it today. Mm-hmm. Here's God's voice. Are you getting into it? Are you reading it? Are you listening to it? Because God speaks through his word. He never contradicts his word. But then at the same time, there are unique instances where God speaks through other people mm-hmm. in your life. Or God will speak through you personally through prayer or through your own devotional time or through, you know, situations. I think even circumstances, God speaks through opening doors through circumstances and stuff like that. And so it's a whole myriad of things. (laughs) And I think what we're doing right now, even with this 30, 40 minute um, conversation, we're just scratching the surface of it. It's this is the tip of the iceberg. It's a scratching sniff. This is the tip of the iceberg. And so maybe you ask, maybe whoever asked this question, maybe you asked this question expecting an easy answer to like this, yeah. Sorry. And, and the answer is no. There's, there's, there's no easy answer. Sorry. There's no there's direct no. answer. But, but the beauty of it is because God is not, he's simple, but he's so complex and he's yet at the same time multifaceted in the mm. sense that we he's his ways are above our ways his thinking is above our thinking and we yeah. can't in a sense 
wrap our minds around mm-hmm. that. We can know him, and um, but um, there's so many different ways and unique ways that I think he does speak and that he does call people. And, and it's, I think all in all, what I'm getting from both of you guys is you got to be close to him yeah. and you got to, you got to, you got to be holy in the sense of set apart yeah. and, and set your life apart and then hear what God speaks through any of those avenues. And so, yeah, so I really feel led just for one person who maybe is on the line listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, and, and I just feel led to tell you this, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And you know, some people can look at this kind of conversation and say, oh, well, my calling's not the same as someone else's and think that maybe your calling is less, or maybe someone else hears from God in a way that I don't, and they're closer to God, but you're diligently seeking Him. And I just want to let you know, brother or sister, that God loves you. There is no condemnation. No calling is better than the other. And and we each hear from the Lord how we hear from the Lord, and God loves us all equally. And so if any of you are feeling condemned out there or uh, that you're not hearing from God the way someone else does, it's okay. The Lord loves you, and, and He'll speak to you in, in the timing and in the ways He chooses to speak to you. And whatever His callings and purposes are for your life, it's beautiful and it's good. And if it's different than someone else's, then 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 right on. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way it should be. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that was awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to um, to Lightning Rounds podcast from Refuge Young Adults. Keep on the lookout on our Instagram for new episodes coming up. Um, God wants to speak to us. He wants to reveal these things to us. They're not, he's not like somebody that's teasing us. Like, you know, like maybe your older cousin would tease you. Like, oh, you can't have this candy. And you're like trying to jump. You can't. He's not like that. He's, you know, the scripture that comes to mind too, and I think this might be for somebody is, the Lord says, seek for me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And I think that's the condition. Let our hearts be seeking him like fully all of our hearts committed all to him so praise god praise god amen awesome. praise god thank you guys thanks, for chris. listening thanks chris for joining us you <laughs> you guys rock hope your earbuds and your eyeballs were blessed but <laughs> eyeballs no, no, your earbuds. Earbuds. <laughs> all right god bless you guys